This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Nebraska preps post game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. That's the big voice guy. That's what we like to hear. That means we are back for another week. Uh, my favorite Phoenix Suns fans, as he likes to say, well, how many others do I know? I know like three or four, but none of them tweet until 3.30 in the morning about the Phoenix Suns. So, therefore, Jacob Padilla, one of the best in the business, gets the nod. And I see we are in more Phoenix gear. That's great. Game day. Got to be. That's great. That's I got to see you tonight at, at high school <laughs> basketball probably, and you're just going to be cramming the Phoenix Suns down my throat. Yeah. Um, hey, game day, guy. Got to rep. I'll tell you one thing. Easy team to root for. Much hey. easier than the Clippers or – although I do like Denver. That's what I was saying. Like, uh, if you and Greg Smith need oh, a team no, to, no, to, no, to have fun no, watching here no. as we go on, I mean, we've got room for you. I, I am not a if you can't beat them, join them <laughs> guy. There is uh, – I will enjoy Devin Booker and Chris Paul and – and and Aiton and those guys from afar, man. But fantastic week. Uh, we get a guest we've been after for a while. I put a bug in his ear about a month ago. He's a busy guy as his city is booming in Lincoln. As we talk to the director of Lincoln Supremes, uh, Ryan Reeder joins us uh, this week in Nebraska Preps postgame. Ryan, good afternoon, champ. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you guys doing today? You know, outside of this whole Phoenix thing, we're good. We uh, it could we're, be worse. We're we're, we're, we're good. <laughs> I'm so, a Spurs fan, so my uh, team fell off the, the bandwagon a while ago. I tell you what, though, you, it's it's nice knowing you have one of the best coaches in the yes. game, right? Like it, it is. At some point, you know you're going to be back in good hands. I just hope he stays with it for a while. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. kind of wonder. That, right? I have a feeling he's going to give it, call it a good here in the next year or two. Oh, I, it's all right. Oh, they'll wow. hand, they'll handpick the successor, and it'll be somebody good. Yeah. So 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 talk to me, man. We've been we've been talking about this, Jacob and I, for probably a year now, right? Just kind of keeping an eye on Lincoln and its evolution and growing in basketball, and how the gap is it's closing, right? It's it's there's there's age groups where it's almost interchangeable, and it seems to have happened overnight. It didn't. So we're going to let you fill in the gaps on kind of how what's the growth, the, the, the Supreme, the organization, the city of Lincoln as a whole with its facilities. What have we been missing here in Omaha? Yeah, I'm probably one of the few um, in Nebraska that I try not to separate Lincoln and Omaha. I try to think of it as the same entity. Um, we're all here to promote kids. It doesn't matter. They're from Lincoln, Omaha, Kearney, North Platte, Alliance. Um, I try to have that mentality. I will do whatever for any kiddo um, and not even in just Nebraska. I just love promoting high school hoops because we are very blessed to have so many people in our state and our surrounding area that are underrated basketball players. And now we finally have a platform that we can help promote kids and get them pushed up. But to answer your question for Lincoln specifically, I think Matt wrote, Matt Cumro, um, the owner of, of Supreme kind of started this about 10 years ago. 
Um, we were in dialogue a couple years ago about me coming on to help him full time. Um, I was teaching, I was a special ed teacher at Waverly. And finally he got me to, to, um, buy into it and say, Hey, I, I really need you. I think we could blow this thing up. So a year ago during COVID, um, I decided to give up teaching and do club basketball specifically full time. And there's a lot of people in Nebraska or in Lincoln in general that has done a lot behind the scenes to help push and try to play catch up to Omaha. Exactly what it is. It's called a spade a spade. Um, Omaha is is kind of what we're reaching for um, and trying to promote kids and get them to be where Omaha is right now. I think we have closed that gap, but there's still a long ways to go. It helps having that kinetic facility and yeah. speedway right down the road. So we have events. Um, it was awesome. You were there, Damon and, and Jake, a few weeks ago, and we had a nice event like that. And you see kids everywhere. Um, when it starts with youth and they can see that high level of basketball, they get hooked right away. Like, oh, my God, look, that's Isaac Trout or that's so-and-so. That's where it starts. And then you get them in the gym all the time and just keep pushing and pushing. And hopefully um, we keep seeing that in the next few years. Yeah, and how big of a factor is that, the facilities? We've seen it in Omaha where you used to have the old uh, OSA with those four courts and they – got the, the field house expanded, then they got the new OSA and kind of the growth of the facilities, the expansion of just having court space to be able to get, whether it's summer leagues, whether it's big time tournaments. And now we've got an Adidas event coming here this weekend. Now we're seeing that down, kind of starting down in Lincoln with the kinetic sports complex. Yep. How, how big was that for the growth in Lincoln? It's, I, you can't state it enough how important it is when you can walk into a facility like that where not only is it a beautiful facility, but you have a weight training place right there with it. Um, it kind of shows you're, you're not a mid-tier program. You're trying to strive for the best for kids. Um, you walk in, they're like, wow, this is a pretty nice place. And then you have other avenues you can help promote kids with. So it does help so much to have a centrally located facility where we're not traveling like we did before to high school, to high school in Lincoln and having practices. So as a director, we can have eight practices going at once and I can interact with all the kids all at the same time. And it's, it is, it's a relationship business. You're trying to build relationships with not only the coaches that are in your program, but the kids starting from the youth and also some of the parents. So show them what you can do and, and, and help build that program. I think I'm a little biased because I'm an education major and my emphasis is in special ed, which is why I clapped, oh, no way. which is when I clapped when you said you were coming out of the classroom. I could yeah. tell by how you and I first interacted. You're not a you're not afraid to, to talk and to communicate yeah. and to be relational. How much yeah. does that help you? Um, as a director that you kind of have a good feel and a good pulse for interacting with young people. Um, I, I think it does help. Um, it doesn't, I mean, sometimes people have it, some don't, but I make it <laughs> almost a, a daily objective to be, um, un, or be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, you've got to get outside that, that realm of, Oh, I'm scared to talk to so-and-so, or I don't want to do this. You just got to be yourself. And the more you're yourself and the more you're true to who you are, people just want to interact with you. And and I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I will do anything for any kiddo uh, in the state. And when people get to know me and get to know people that are surrounding with Supreme, that we're just in it just to help kids. And it does help because you're in the business of your word means a lot. You can say a lot and you can do things. But if you're doing what you're saying, that also is kind of the backbone of our program. 
And you talked about a year ago, kind of making that leap and going all in on the club side. Yeah. Kind of what was that transition like for you? Obviously, you had coached for Lincoln Supreme previously, and then they asked yeah. you to come over full time. Now, instead of coaching your own team, you're kind of floating around, watching, yeah. supporting all the various teams. Kind of what was that transition been like for you personally? Uh, I'll be honest. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but yeah, that's it's not what point. I thought I was going to hear. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you just don't know. Matt told me some of the things um, that I would be doing, but I I took the job right in the middle of COVID, um, April 1st, when I was still kind of teaching. I still started doing stuff. But as soon as my contract ended in the middle of May, it was, okay, what can we do? How can we promote kids with no gym, um, with no games going on? So, I want. I don't want to go into all my secrets, um, but there's something I did for a, a lot of our kids to help promote them with no basketball. So I got like Isaac Trout, and Kel Jacobson, and Sam Hostrider, Brady Christian. These guys had offers without playing basketball at all last summer, and it was just making contact with college coaches. That's the name of the game right now. Um, especially, luckily, we do have a live period coming up here in July. But it's been a, almost two years since there have been a live period. I mean you got to think that's a long, 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 long time for college coaches not being out and about. So I kind of had a uh, – just one night woke up and Brad Jacobson and I were talking back and forth about how we can help promote kids, and we came up with this idea, and it just took off. And with that, there's a lot of things. I mean, it's a lot of work to help promote these kids behind the scenes, but once I kind of realized and got that grasp of what I wanted to shape Supreme and what direction I wanted it to take, it just took off. And now it's, it's a daily grind. You wake up every morning, you look at your to-do list you made the night before and what do you have to get done that next day? I mean, I absolutely love it. How fine a line is it for you to not, I guess, satiate the program from a volume standpoint, right? You still want to be true to, the principles, integrities that you have when it's on a smaller scale, yet grow, grow the operation, right? That's, that's got to kind of be a little bit of a juggling act. Uh, it is. Um, you've, I mean, it is, you got to think of it. It is a business, no way around it. You've got to look at it. It is a business. And if you are staying the same as a business, I mean, eventually it's going to kind of run its course. And you're not going to grow in a sense. So Matt and I are both visionaries in a sense of, we are talking almost every week of how we can grow. What things can we do? And we, uh, we're teaming up with some people here in the next year or two that I think is going to blow people's minds of ideas that we're coming up with that it's going to be way outside the realm of, of youth basketball, of AAU basketball, just a way we can shape young men in general, not just on the court, um, but off the court. Um, I, I'm so excited to see what we can do here in the next year or two. But now saying that, we do want to stick to our roots of – I mean, we, we want to take care of the people that have been good to us in a sense. So it is a fine line of you want to grow and grow and grow and grow, but yet stick true to who you are and stay level-headed, stay grounded, and just go to work every day loving what you do. And people be, want to be around people that love what they do and have that enthusiasm. Yeah. And obviously the, the Lincoln Supreme brand has been around for a while. This mm-hmm. new, this year, we uh, you added the Nebraska Supreme um, playing on the UAA circuit. Kind of how did that merger, the, the partnership with Factory, getting onto the, that shoe circuit, kind of how did all that come together? Very, very, very fast. <laughs> uh, it was an absolute whirlwind. Uh, it came about right during – so I'm still the head boys basketball coach at Waverly. It was during districts, so I'm prepping for districts, <laughs> and all of a sudden all this – we had an idea – 
um, that it could happen if we joined with Mike Mackey and, and Factory that we could be on the UAA. But there's no, it was all kind of grayish if it would happen. And then I remember writing districts. I was prepping on the play Platteview, and it came out of, hey, we're going to join the UAA. And it was like, you know, so excited. I love those challenges. Uh, a lot of people would say, you know, when you start in a month, how are you going to make this work? And I, we don't think that way. It's never the, the roadblocks you think of. It's how can you overcome things? How can you make it work? Uh, and luckily, surround yourself with really, really good people to make yourself look smart. So let me ask you this, because this is tough. And, and I kind of play in this world with football, but it's not as bad out of season because we have seven on seven. AAU has high school. You want both worlds to play nicely together. How difficult a transition I might for have lost you. you. Uh-oh. There you go. How how difficult a transition for you was it to get out of the building environment with a little stricter parameters and a, and be a little wider reaching with your personality as you're kind of as you're growing your program? Hey, Damon, I think I might have lost you. Okay, I'm here. Can you hear me now? Are we back? You got him? You got me there, Ryan? You're um, Talk to me now. Is it okay? Testing, one, two, you're, one, You're two. breaking up. I don't know right. if it's my... It's I mean, on. Waverly's known for great internet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got fantastic <laughs> facilities at the high school. It can't be too bad. Yeah, yeah I think I can hear you now. All, All right, right, here we go. So... <laughs> So it's it's kind of along those lines, right? I, and I was just telling Jacob and and our and our audience, I kind of play in both worlds as a coach at the high school level. Except in football, I don't really have the out of season program. I have seven on seven, but that's mm-hmm. manageable. High yep. school has AAU. Historically, sometimes they haven't played nicely together, as one deferring to the other. You come yeah. from a high school background, yet you've got to grow the brand for the kids. Did you find it was that fairly easy to do? You comfortable doing that because you've made a nice transition. Yep. Um, again, it's just communicating with people. Um, with all the high school coaches here in Lincoln and the surrounding, I want them involved coming to all practices. It's and I mean, you they can come anytime they want to be involved, and that's one thing. I mean, you kind of have that sense. Some people, um, and I don't. It's just back. A few years ago, you could say some coaches didn't like club basketball. They wanted their high school kids yeah. in the gym all the time doing their high school stuff. Now you kind of get that new way of thinking of, well, holy cow, you can have our top players go play on a select team and go travel to Dallas, travel to Indianapolis, travel to Atlanta and play the toughest competition. And then I have my second and third option on my high school team play without my best players and they can learn to grow themselves. You just got to think outside the box as a high school coach of, okay, I'm going to miss Jimmy here in the next few weeks. I'm not going to have him for a few league games. It's time for other people to step up. Mm. So it's just not the fact that you can make things work as long as you communicate with people and trying to share your vision and your ideas with them. And we are very, very blessed um, in Lincoln that, 
I've not had a coach not on board. Um, they have all been awesome about coming in, helping with practices. And we try to almost have every coach want to coach some type of level. Um, I know Jeff Campbell out of East coaches a couple teams because his son yeah, plays he's on fan, him. He's fantastic. So might as well coach a team if your yeah. son's playing. Actually, you're going to be there anyway. So, again, it's just having that open communication and dialogue with everyone, just wanting and, sh- and being very encouraging about them showing up to things. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Just kind of looking throughout the Supreme program, like, a lot, most of your coaching, it seems like, are high school coaches at, yeah. at certain levels. You got high-level assistants. You got younger guys kind of working the, their way up within their own programs. Kind of what, what does Supreme look for when you're going out and recruiting coaches to come handle teams in your program? Um, we would like them to be a part of a high school program just because it does help mend that sense of, of, of togetherness in a sense, because you are working together. Um, Jimmy, for a sense, goes to Lincoln North Star. I want what's best for Jimmy because I want to see him establish his goals of going to college one day. That's my ultimate goal as a director. If this kid has a goal of playing basketball, it could be NAIA Division II. It does not matter. That's my goal. If that's what he wants to do, I'm going to try to help promote him in a sense. Now, on the flip side, that high school coach wants him there, make sure he's lifting in the morning, going to weights, going to skill work. And again, it's just that communication piece of we want to be together. So we want those coaches involved with us. So they're there at practices at night. So they're there watching and having kids in their program. So they just want to be involved. Ryan, when you're taking a look at – there's other programs in the city, obviously. We deal with this uh, from time to time here in the metro. How do you stay reminded that it's about the kids, grow the business, and not be too competitive – over here for maybe another organization that's trying to do the same thing. Like that's a, that's a tough world to play in. It's it's really, it is, but it's not when you get that mindset and you truly got to believe it is club basketball is for the kids. It is. It's not about myself. It's not about any of the coaches. It's truly about the kids because this is their chance to play basketball and showcase their skills. So, I've made numerous phone calls for kids outside of Supreme um, that go to an OSA, that go to pre, um, powerhouse hoops. Just because if I see a kid playing and I think he has a chance at the next level, I want to help that kiddo. So you got to take away that ego in a sense and say, you know what? It's not about me. It's not about my program. It's about kids and trying to get them help achieve their goals. And you just got to remind yourself um, all the time. And honestly, it's if you can see this, it's all about – I have a journal going, a to-do list, and you just remind yourself on the daily of, okay, um, the quote of the day is just be yourself, get out of your comfort zone. That's my quote today. So there's a few things I have on my to-do list that I don't want to do, but it gets myself out of that comfort zone. So it's just those daily reminders that you have to have. And how important is it for an organization like Lincoln Supreme and OSA is kind of the same deal to have multiple levels uh, within your program? You've got obviously the Nebraska Supreme, you've got the Lincoln Supreme National, you've got the black teams, the white teams. Just at different levels. So kids of all kind of talent levels, experience levels, kind of kids that maybe kids that want to play in college versus kids that are maybe they're not, never going to be varsity starters, but they really love the game and still want to be able to play during mm-hmm. the summer. So how important is that having multiple levels to where you can serve all kinds of kids? Oh, it's I think it's the best part of the program is you have I know this year on our 17 U black team, which is our fourth team. We have the student manager, Lincoln Pius, <laughs> um, playing on that team. He got cut last year. He wanted to be a student manager and his dad contacted me. We need another player um, because we were short. And he's like, hey, I know my son's not the best. Um, 
but he's not a bad basketball player. He just got cut. He would love to be involved. And I hopped on that right away because those are the kids that are going to grow up and do a lot of great things in this world. Um, it takes a special person to be cut from a high school team and still have that grind and that work ethic to still want to improve and play, not knowing what their future leads. So just having that concept of it's not just about Nebraska Supreme on the Under Armour circuit. It's also about those lower levels, the regional teams, because those are the kids that, that really want to step up and make their, just make their team. So they're trying everything they can just to make a high school team. And when you get that text in November that, Hey coach, I made that team. I mean, that's what we do it for. It's interesting because I know everybody in this room, yourself included, in 2019, we were all thinking to ourselves, hey, you know what? In 2021, there will be two shoe circuit teams in the state of Nebraska with its 1.7 million population, right? I mean, that takes some behind the scenes doing. It takes some innovation. It takes the ability to adjust. Mm-hmm. I, What was that like? <laughs> Uh, it was, it was, it's chaos. It's actually organized chaos. Um, I always knew who Mike Mackey was. A fact, I've never talked to him before. I think it was February, late February or March. Um, never had any interaction, but I always had a great respect for him and his program. So when uh, Matt Comerill called me earlier in the year about, Hey, there's a good chance we can be merging and we could be on the rise or maybe there's a small, small chance we could be on the UAA. I instantly called Mike right away and just hit it off with him. Um, we connected instantly. This is the passion we have for the kids. And I was like, this is a guy I can grind with 100%. And we talk all the time right now. So it's just a fact of just collaborating together, um, trying to make that that list of what do we need to do next to grow our brand? What do we need to do next to make sure we have the right kids, the proper kids in our program? Um, it's just communicating and communicating and communicating just like it is almost any business. Um, you've got to have a roadmap in place. You've got to make sure you have the right people in place in your business and be able to communicate effectively with those people that you're trying to share that same idea. And like you mentioned, you're still the head coach at Waverly and Damon and I have been talking the last couple of weeks about June basketball and kind of the value and what coaches are hoping to get out of it. What are your goals as a, as a head high school coach going into the month of June? Right now, mine's staying healthy. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> my four, my top six guys are out all summer. Oh, wow. Um, I have a, a broken leg, I'm a broken pelvis, um, ACL, torn hamstring. So right now, it's, it's, it's different than what it was in the past. Um, this year, it's about getting depth. Um, you can, I can sit here and like, all oh, kind of cry about it in a sense. Like I don't have my my whole team, but you know what? Now it gives an opportunity to three or four other guys to step up and we have our first league tomorrow to step up to see, Hey, can you go play some top teams in the state? Are you ready for that next jump? So I think it kind of depends on what you have coming back for your team for that next year. Um, I always look at it as it's a way to build depth. Um, no one's going to remember if you went, 15 and 0 in June, or you went 0 and 15 in June. It that does not matter. It's can you put kids in certain situations and not to try to get them to fail, but have that path of when things go wrong, how are they going to react in that situation? Because you know when the, the lights go on on a Friday night in December, there are no redos. So you try to kind of have that same mentality in a Tuesday afternoon in kinetic of, okay, here's your opportunity. What can you do during then? So I think that flat question, it just depends on what you have for a team and what you have coming back. I know I probably have something different than coach Moats does over at Norris or what Omaha Westside does with all their guys returning. 
So it's just having that game plan in place and seeing what you have the most out of your kids. Coach, before we let you go, you can speak to this because it, it, it came up a lot during football uh, when Jacob and I were doing the prep post game. And we talked about like winning cultures and kids that are used to winning that that play multiple sports. Waverly is a perfect example of sharing athletes that win a ton. Uh, how much have you seen that the rising tide does lift all boats across sports with just growing the kids uh, in terms of, uh, of, of uh, the, the culture that you want? Yeah. Damon, you're a hundred percent correct. Um, uh, I will say this till I'm blue in the face. You've got to be a multi-sport athlete. You've got to learn to compete because if you're just a basketball player, you're not really competing in the fall. I mean, you may go play a couple of leagues, but you're not really truly competing. I want all my guys to go play football or go to tennis. Let's learn how to compete in different ways because you are 100% correct. When we have weights in the morning, there is such a vibe going on right now when we go lift in the morning that it's just that culture. Um, kids know who's there and who's not there right away. When it's 8 o'clock and we start lifting, the kids look around and say, where's so-and-so, where's so-and-so? And they fix that problem right away. So it starts with that weight room here in Waverly. And then with all of our coaches kind of be on the same page, encouraging everyone to go out for all different sports. It You've got to have that to be successful. So it's not about Waverly basketball. It's not about Waverly football. It's not about Waverly volleyball. Just that kind of program base wide that you try to buy into the same thing, treat each other with respect, um, making sure that the kids are not choosing what to do. That's a, We see that a lot where – Jimmy May has football camp and basketball camp at the same time. We're seven on seven and a league game. Our whole goal is not to have the kids choose where to go. We want to choose for them as adults because that's not fair for, for Jimmy to say, well, I don't want to disappoint Coach Benning because it's seven on seven. But, you know, Coach Padilla also has camp. I don't know what to do. So it's up to us as adults to make that decision for them and then say, you know what, this week you're going to seven on seven. Go have a Blast, go kick some butt. I'll see you next week. So it's just that buy-in with everyone to make sure we're all on the same page. Mm, fantastic stuff. Well worth the wait, Coach, man. Best wishes with the school season. And as the summer gets ready to get ramped up in July, uh, we're both wishing you all the best, yeah. man. Fantastic job growing the program and, and being you. four kids. And thank you for all you guys do. Um, it does not go unnoticed. Much appreciated for the state. So I appreciate everything. Thanks, Ryan. We appreciate it. All right. See you, guys. We waited. <laughs> yep. We got it's, it's funny, right? Because we did – we used Waverly a lot. We used Norris. We, yeah. we talked about when you went across multiple sp- uh, Elkhorn, right, like what it does for the entire group. There, there's something to that. No doubt. And part of it, I think, starts with – I've got great kids. athletes. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> good players help. Yeah. <laughs> so that helps. Like if you're a pretty good athlete, that, that'll, I mean, if you put in the enough work, that'll translate from sport to sport. So you always want to start with that base level of athleticism, but you're right. The, the culture, the, the, the being used to winning, the understanding what it takes to win that absolutely translates just as well as the talent does. Now it sounds fantastic. And I think he actually, they actually put it to, to, to practice how nice would it be if you're at a school with a multi-sport kid and the coaches say, hey, you know what, let's take the conflict out of and the kid's hand. I mean, that, that, was, that was really good. That yeah, was amazing. I, that's the, I mean, as someone who's never directly been involved with the high school part of it, but 
as someone who is an advocate for kids and have been around a lot, that's exactly how it should be in my mind. And like, I, I've always seen whether select and like high school, I don't, I don't hold up the high school as, all right, this is important and all the other stuff. Like there are two parts of what makes the experience great for kids. So like summer basketball is really important for a lot of kids. Like I, I don't view it as secondhand. Like that's, you should be able to make both work and give them those opportunities. And I like the way that he talked that they do that as coaches on, on campus there. Um, like, all right, how are we going to balance this? So he, the kid gets what he or she needs, um, but also has a chance to um, experience everything that they want. Yeah. And I, and I listen, I, I'm experiencing it firsthand yeah. right now. Yep. And, you know, Caleb, last week is changing his football gear in at the Iowa West Fieldhouse yep. as they're getting ready to play Miller North. And Coach Simons was was really honest. He says, hey, get there when you can get there. I understand what's going on. And it's but the minute that second half rolled around, he's playing. Yeah. And it's like, you know, so sometimes you have to take – that's why I like that he said it. Sometimes – because Coach Simons had given him kind of the green light, hey, take your time, right? Yeah. We'll get you when we can get you – but there's the pressure that the student athlete feels too, where either one wants to help his team, doesn't want to get behind, wants to make sure that he's contributing. You don't want to come across as lazy, you know. Like yeah. sometimes you just want to take the conflict out of out of the kiddos' hands. Yeah. So I'm glad we're able to do this. Like th- that perspective, exactly kind of what we've been looking for through this series, where we talk to different people in various roles, whether directly skills trainers, uh, organizers. Um, it, it, I think that it's it's been fun to go through this and have to do all these interviews. And like I talked with, all, I talk with all these people through, throughout the, the entire year, but kind of getting to really pick their brains specifically about how they do what they do and why they do it. has been fun. Is there a common theme that you've seen so far? Because we've seen the evolution in the game. Obviously folks are learning to play well together, right? The OSAA, the OSAs and the, you know, team Nebraska express, uh, express United when they're not in the summer and, and uh, the Supremes uh, and the factories and all these organizations really like communicating and I guess for all intents and purposes playing nice. Yeah. Did you ever think there'd be a a stretch <laughs> where that happens? Uh, yes and no. And the competitiveness is still there, absolutely. And that I think only makes it better for what I mean, that's going to make you have to do what you're doing better if there is a, a direct competitor out there for you. So it's good kind of still having that friendly competition. But at the end of the day, like he said, it's about being there for kids. And as long as that's kind of the number one goal, all that other stuff um, is going to be fine. Isn't that a crazy yet easy reminder? It's all about the kids. People say it, but to actually make it a checks and balance. Okay. How does this decision affect the kids? And that's exactly right, because everybody's going to say that. Right. The actions have to back it up, because everybody's going to say what they're supposed to say when you're, whether you're talking to somebody, you're behind a mic or whatever. You got to actually back it up with the choices you make, and we're seeing a lot of that. All right, real quick, thumbs up, thumbs down. You were at the, the Bryant shootout this weekend. The level of competition across the board, did you feel good to get really good assessments? It was pretty good. A, a lot of teams had um, most of their core guys, um, whether the... The, the Miller North uh, thing is Miller North Hoop Fest as well on Friday and then into the Bryan shootout. Got to see a lot of, of key players for, for most of those teams. And um, tournament was fun. Um, th- there were a few kind of some younger teams that are just trying to piece together rosters, which is always going to be the case in June. But got to see 
Omaha South um, ended up winning the whole thing. Um, it's and, a young bunch. Yeah, and young making that next leap, that leap from last year, he kind of took their lumps. And now uh, with a couple additions, with guys coming back a year older, a year more experienced, they've got a chance to uh, make a big leap this year. And Teandre Perkins coming over from Omaha North, he was really good this weekend. Yeah. Um, he's going to make a big difference from this, especially with what they lost in the front court, losing um, a, a couple of probably their, their two best big players transferred elsewhere to get Teandre in there. Uh, just a great athlete. He can really finish at the at a high rate around the rim, makes plays on defense. Um, so he was kind of one of my standouts from this weekend. Like not, I didn't even realize that, um, he had transferred to South before this weekend. Yes. Yeah, uh, summer league tonight, which I will see you in the gym, five thirty and six thirty. We've got a double header. The, the same familiar faces in new places will, I think be a theme early on. There has been a lot of movement on the basketball scene. And, and that's kind of always the, the fun part of the first week or two of June is like, you hear about a lot of the transfers, but then you walk up to a gym and say, when did that kid get there? Yeah. And um, so it kind of helped well, you. I, get listen, a, I looked at Bellevue West the other yeah. day, and and we talked about it. You know, we yeah. talked about a rope and some of the guys that yeah. have moved. But then when you actually see the collection, and yeah. they just got another, and, and Mitchell coming over from Creighton, it's like, all right, all these these lot of new faces. Miller Miller North has Jackson Page transfer from Central with another acquisition uh, from a small school level, and uh, this is it's going to be interesting to see who can fit and gel together. And that's going to be the key, especially coming in this next year, because there are a lot of there's a lot of change from last year. Obviously, Westside has their core coming back, their entire team coming back almost. But um, a lot of other teams are going to have to, whether it's additions of young players, whether it's transfers, whether it's just guys stepping up into much larger roles. It's going to be a very different landscape in the high school basketball season coming up here. Yeah, maybe not the highest of the, at the high end, but I think a significant amount more depth in 2021 than 2020. We'll see if I'm wrong about that. It was very top-heavy a year ago. We'll see what happens. You hear the music playing. That means we've come to the end. I always enjoy it. Uh, that's Jacob Badilla, one of my favorites. My man Pat Safford over there on the ones and the halves, not even the twos <laughs> as he's running the show. And I'm ODB. We'll be back next week with Nebraska Preps postgame. Nebraska Preps postgame with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. A Huda Media Production.